Welcome to another episode of the Brown Couch Bros. Brown Couch Bros. Motown motivated. You know how we doing it. We doing it. Back in the studio once again for another great show uh, this evening. Uh, but before we get to that, in customary fashion, let's tip it off. Oh, boo, with the toast. What you got for your tip off in sports this week? Well, uh, you told me to watch the documentary on Netflix with the Redeem team. The Redeem team. And, and, and I watched that. I watched it, man. And I'm not gonna lie, it, it, it motivated me. Mm. Mm. And and what I what I when when I say that, I just look at those individuals: Kobe, uh, Dwayne Wade, LeBron James, Carmelo Anthony, and Chris Paul, and we see them as uh, great basketball players. But when you really delve into that documentary, you, you see that they're human. Mm. They, they're just regular people like me and you, mm. like our mm. guests, like, like our producer. And uh, for them to be able to, not just them, but those other individuals on that team, to humble themselves, to learn the, the, the game. They had to learn the game all over mm. to win that gold medal in 2008. And they had to make a commitment for three years. And when you got a bunch of money mm. and you can do what you want to do when you want to do it, to be able to uh, put that all aside and strap in in the summertime when you're supposed to be chilling with your family and vacation and stuff like that, it shows a lot of discipline. It shows a lot of character, for one. And um, I was really impressed with uh, Kobe Bean Bryant. Uh, even that documentary made me see how other players uh, idolized him. Those guys on that team yeah. idolized him yeah. from LeBron on down. Yeah. And that guy came in. He even humbled himself mm -hmm. to, to be able to compete at that level and to communicate with them guys on a different level uh, with his work ethic. Yeah. And yeah. that rubbed yeah. off on them. And, of course, they went on to win the gold. But... Uh, great documentary. If you hadn't seen it on Netflix, uh, it's called The Redeem Team, and um, it was it was it was a great documentary. Yeah, a couple of takeaways from me. You know, we talk about this all the time. You know, it, it's you know, it's the players that can get in the room, it's the players that can sit at the table, and it's the guys at the head of the table, right? And that's the separation between good, great, and iconic. Mm -hmm. And clearly, Kobe Bryant is iconic. And he's one of those guys that's going to sit at the head of the table with Mike and LeBron and Kareem and Bill Russell, right, in a game of, in a game of basketball. But you think about, and you mentioned this, his impact on that group and how they essentially took on his personality simply by being around him every day yeah. and him sharing and them seeing um, how he – what it takes to be great. What it takes to be great and how he goes about his business. Um, and I also, you, you know, you think about this. It was 2008. Think about what all those people you just talked about ended up accomplishing after their experience in 2008. Mm -hmm. So as much as Kobe taught them, he also learned himself as well how to be a better teammate. Yeah. Right? Yeah. How to be around other people and allow yourself, allow your guard to be down every now and then. Yeah. Right. He went on to win two more championships with Paul Gasol. Yeah. 
LeBron goes on to win four, coupled with Wade and two by himself. Mm -hmm. Wade goes on to win two with LeBron. So those guys end up accomplishing more as a, as a result of being together, as a result of that mm -hmm. being a part of that team. And Melo went on to win two more and, gold medals. And Melo goes on to, to be lead. one of the greatest, one of the greatest oh, international basketball players. players of all time. Exactly. <laughs> right? Exactly. So, I mean, you think about all of that, man. It was, it was, first of all, I was surprised that he even came back. Because you remember them guys were there. I mean, they was the, the laughing stock of America. They were. Coming off of 06, 04. 04. Right? They finished in third. Calling the guy LeBron's James. Remember that? LeBron's James. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? These guys got clown after that experience, man. But a great documentary, man. Great documentary. Hopefully, with some shows to come, man, we could talk about it and get a little bit more in depth with mm -hmm. it uh, and, mm -hmm. and really hone in on that on that doc, man. But it was it was a great documentary, man. If you haven't, our listeners, if you haven't checked it out, uh, it's on Netflix. Now tune in mm -hmm. to it, man. The Redeem Team. And let me say this: in this, this last thing, well, not it don't have to be the last thing, but it, it amazed me. And and like LeBron said, and like Jalen always said, and Chris Webber when it pertained to Duke, everybody mm -hmm. hated Duke. Yeah. And then yeah. when you bring in a guy like a Mike Shostakovich, no no pro NBA experience, mm. none, mm. and you got to deal with all these personalities. And all of that, you know, Melo was like, you know, they bring in Mike Shisevsky. We like, this guy coaching in college. Yeah. How are yeah. you going to be able to relate? Yeah, man. We bros. Yeah, man. But Shisevsky had a way with his military background mm. of humbling these guys. And I don't want to tell the whole story, but. Because I haven't seen it. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. real quick. They brought in a guy who, who had his eyes, but he was blind. He couldn't see. He was a war, war he was a veteran, young guy. And Desert Storm. Desert bet. Storm guy. Mm -hmm. And they brought in people to talk, generals, colonels, and made these guys realize, like, it's bigger than you. This is about the United States of America. Yep. These guys over here have sacrificed. So you could do this. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. so, mm -hmm. but, yeah, man, that, that was a great documentary. Yeah, and just it one was. quick thing about Krzyzewski, man. Well, one quick thing about coaches in general, and then we're going to get right into our and, and introduce our guests. You know, people think great coaching is about X's and O's and talent. Mm -mm. That's just part of it. It's everything else. It's being able to connect with people. It's being able to manage a group. It's being able to get the heartbeat of a group and know what they need when they need it. So the greats like Mike Krzyzewski who goes out of his way to get to know his guys. The greats like uh, uh, George Pop, uh, Greg Popovich, who has a personal relationship with each and every one of his players during their run and their greatness with mm -hmm. the San Antonio Spurs. You know, all the great, and some of the great coaches that we're gonna talk about today, you know, the Eddie Robinsons of the world, right? Um, their ability to connect with players and, and, and their institutional knowledge and the things that they do on and off the field, on and off the playing surface, um, is, is what makes them or what separates them from everybody else. Sure, you can know all the X's and O's. Sure, you can have the best talent. But that don't mean you're going to be able to win. And that don't mean that you're going to be able to achieve the, uh, the, the, the legacy type of careers that the greats have, right? And so um, just, just hats off to Mike Krzyzewski and that group. 
And uh, that, that documentary, man, it was it was, it was so much to take from it. So we we got to definitely de designate a whole show uh, so that we can get all off into that. Uh, but with that, we got a guest. Got a guest, the, man. We had had a guest in a minute. Man, probably since March or April, we yeah. haven't had a guest, right? We got so, a good one. Got a good one today, man. We're gonna get into some 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 controversial topics. Let's do it. You know, one of one of the one of the major uh, uh, sports issues is what happened with 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 prime time and and Eddie Jr. Uh, last week. So we got a Grambling State University Tiger. Yes. In the building. In yes. the building, HBCU baby. Mm -hmm. Rasan Cherry Senior. Introduce yourself to the people. Uh, good afternoon, every everyone. My name is Rasan Cherry. I uh, grew up on the west side of Detroit, Seven Mile, of course, to be exact. Um, attended Cass Tech University, the greatest high school on the sport. Uh, here we go I'm with sure that. Here, here we, here we that. go with that. I thought we got um, all that out the way before, um, the, before the show yeah, started. Let, let it be known. Let it be known. Um, went to uh, initially my first HBCU, which was Tuskegee University, um, as a result of a, a promise to uh, – legendary superintendent by the name of David Sneed. Oh, Sneed. Um, you know, originally I was supposed to go to uh, Northern Illinois or the University of Toledo. However, uh, prior obligations and commitment uh, that this man bestowed upon me, I felt it was, uh, I had to, uh, you know, pay homage to this man and attend his former alma mater. So played for the late uh, James Martin at Tuskegee University. And um, eventually transferred to Grambling State University, right? The SWAC. What year? So I was at uh, Grambling from 93 to 95. Okay. And uh, played for the late, great Eddie Robinson. Eddie um, Rob, Eddie Rob. Um, so much I can say about this man, but uh, we don't have enough time in, um, in the day to speak on speak on him but well that's, that's a little bit of my story let's get let's get into it let's get into it a bit i mean you 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 leave tuskegee and you go to grambling um you know I, i'm sure you knew or had some idea um of of eddie robinson's legacy Absolutely. at the time so tell us about what, what it was like playing for him well Initially, uh, when I got there, obviously I was a transfer from Tuskegee, and Tuskegee was the Division II college, right? So I had some pushback from um, uh, my position coach, uh, Coach Lee, the late great Coach Lee. Uh, you know, he said, yeah, I know you came from Tuskegee, but I want to see some film. And, uh, you know, so back then, you know, we had VHS tapes mm -hmm, and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And um, I gave Coach Lee, he said, you guys up north, y'all ain't hit nobody. You know, it was, <laughs> I'm just not going to lie. And you can speak to this. Mm -hmm. Folks down south did not like us up north. No, they mm -hmm. didn't. You know, like for north. whatever mm -hmm. reason, you know, there was so much bias down south. But although my position coach was not the best of people, man, Eddie Rob treated me like a son, man. Mm. And um, just, you know, like you said, just hearing about them. You can hear about stuff, but until you really meet this 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 man and, and you know, just the lives that this man impacted, man, it was, I'm trying to tell you, man, I when he died, man, it was, it was, it was, it was like the president had died. That's, yeah. you know, that's the type of impact this man had on us. Yeah, that's so. one of the things that is not talked about enough, really. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, you, you uh, come from Detroit go all the way down to Louisiana, several states from your home, mm -hmm. right? And although you may be down there with people that you know or maybe went to high school with or, mm -hmm. or kind of had some idea, played against and mm -hmm. with at some point um, in your high school career, you really there by yourself. right? And your coaching staff and those 
um, uh, professors at that school essentially become sort of like your surrogate parents. Mm -hmm. And the way that HBCU folks, staff people, embrace you is a whole lot different than what I experienced, right? Yeah. I mean, I was lucky, but it was a whole lot of, a whole lot different than what I experienced at a PWI. So talk a little bit about that. And I guess both of y'all can talk about exactly, that. I mean, coming exactly. from Southern, mm -hmm. and then we're gonna get into the rivalry, and then we're gonna oh. get right into the business. Oh. <laughs> oh. It's, the rivalry is, oh. I think, from a record standpoint, I think it's almost pretty even. Yeah. I think Grandma might yeah. be up a game or two, but Southern and Claude, they way back in there over the last 15, 16 years. But to, to to Cherry's point, as far as you know, when you go away like that, you eight eight hundred a miles away from home. Mm -hmm. And back then, and I was in the same era. You don't. We didn't have cash app. We had money orders. Mm -hmm. So you 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 Woo! you want money? Your mom mailed it out on a Monday. You get it Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it wasn't like no cash app me. It was there. Don't Taylor, Taylor don't know nothing about that. Look at that. No. Listen, my mother <laughs> sent me twenty five dollars exactly, and it, it had to last me. Weeks and with that $25, I had to wash clothes, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. I had to get changed to use the pay phone. Yeah. So, you know, I keep trying Unless to tell folks if you had five dollars on a weekend in the south at an HBCU, you were good, you were good, yeah, you, you could were good. eat good with that. You can you party. go to Popeyes, get you a two piece for two dollars, <laughs> get you a 40 for another dollar. Everybody from Grambling knows, <laughs> yeah, 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 there's good. a chicken place by the name of Tasty. Shout out to Tasty's, but for a dollar 25. You could get a breast, a wing, and some rolls, and a fago pop for a dollar twenty. Wow! Wow! These kids yeah, don't yeah. know nothing about that. They don't know nothing about it. Nothing. Yeah, man, I can remember getting money orders, man. And so you got the money order, you still got to cash it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it, it was one of those things, man. It was. It was. But like like Cherry just said, man, they had stores right over. We used to call it the hump. We had to go over the hump. It was a bridge, mm -hmm. and we used to go over the hump, and um. To the to the churches and to the Popeyes and all of that, we used to get this little juice called Jungle Juice. Oh it was yeah, kind of like Kool Aid mm -hmm. in a cart. <laughs> <laughs> it so, was great, man. It was great. So talk a bit about um, Southern's rivalry week, right? That week of practice, <sighs> right before so that Southern game. Let me just game. go ahead and get this out the way. Let's, I have never beat Southern. Okay, I'm just gonna go ahead and say that. Wow. Uh, wow. Yes. Wow. And um, so obviously because I transferred from a D2 school, I had to sit out a year, and I walked on in the uh, <clears throat> the fall of 1994. Right. So that was the year uh, we went to the uh, uh, HBCU national championship against uh, Georgia State, and um, I'll never forget it because you know obviously you know you go down to New Orleans. And it, you know, it was just a big old party city, and you know, everything's mm -hmm. going on. We had a curfew, and I, I swore up and down we had a great game plan. Mm. But at halftime, we were losing 26 to nothing. Wow. And it was, and I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna get this, and I hate saying this, <laughs> but just, Southern's band was so good that during the halftime show, they made a sign that said 26 to yeah, 9. Yeah, we used to do the score. We started that. Like, wow. We would do, I don't care what the score was. We didn't, of course, we didn't know what the score was going to be. Mm -hmm. but whatever it was at halftime, they'd go out there in formation and put it up. It'd be 26. Right there, that was <laughs> it. That was it. Whatever, that, was yeah. a, that, was a, that was a killer yep. right yeah, there. Right, so, right. But we ended up going to, uh, you know, the uh, historic, uh, we lost that game too, though. But, you know, the Southern 
uh, Grambling rivalry, you know, and I kind of spoke about this, uh, you know, in a couple of social media is other than the Southern uh, Grambling game, HBCUs didn't get a lot of exposure on national television, mm -hmm. right? So, you know, I know we're going to segue into right, something right. else, you know, mm -hmm. but hats off to uh, Primetime for getting the NFL Network to, you know, to, to televise, televise games, I right? Agree. Before him, that's money. Let's, let's just be honest, HBCU, uh, you know, football games have not really received a whole lot of national attention, right? Right. You know, every now and then you will have a classic or, or what have you, but you're not getting that television exposure that you are today. Mm -hmm. You know, granted, attendance was down. You know, you had COVID and things of that nature, but you know just as well as I do, you go to homecoming, you ain't really going to the game. I mean, mm -hmm. you going, but you partying, you watching the band, mm -hmm. and you trying to tell me. And Prime right? said it best. Prime said you know, they were up two touchdowns and everybody else was leading. You know, you watch yeah. the halftime show. Uh, Southern, you see the dancing dials. I don't know what they called them at Grambling, but they could have called them the, the ugly mutt. <laughs> <laughs> you know, know that Southern, we have dancing dials. That's, that's sad when the only thing your university is known for is the women in the, in the, in the band. So if that's all you got, come on down to Grambling where home is home, okay? <laughs> But so many of us, right, so many right. of us, and, and I'm one of them. You know, if I had to do it all over again, I would have went to an HBCU. Okay. Now, granted, I had a great college career. I had the opportunity to do some things that I probably wouldn't have been able to do anywhere else. But I would have went to an HBCU. It is everything that is cracked up to be, mm. right? And back then, I didn't understand... See, it was all about playing on television okay. when, I was, when I was coming out in, in, in the 90s. You wanted to go to a school where you had the opportunity to play on television. Today, because of Prime, mm -hmm. a lot of kids are having that same opportunity. Absolutely. And being able to play at a high level, playing Division I football, um, you know, you know top-notch competition, and having an opportunity to compete at a very high level, that wasn't advertised for mm -hmm. us back in the 90s. Mm -hmm. So now you have that. And it, it, you know, it's it's you know, we get it in Michigan and Ohio State. We mm -hmm. get that rivalry. Absolutely. We get Duke, North Carolina in basketball. Mm -hmm. We get that rivalry. But for HBCUs and college football there, it doesn't get much bigger than Southern and Grambling. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. It used to, but now, you know, Obviously, and, and, and it, uh, I don't know if folks really paid any attention to it, but this was a buildup, right? Just even prior to the game, like, you want to rebuild some of these rivalries, you know, Jackson State versus Alcorn, you know, Tuskegee, Morehouse. Like, it's a lot of classics that are, that are you know, currently, you know, that needs to be revived because, you know, obviously there's revenue and things of that nature, you know, that, you know, you bring to some of these schools, you definitely want to see that, right? And the fact that the NFL Network is starting to sponsor and, you know, bringing some of these games to, you know, to attention. So just think about that, you know, bringing awareness to certain schools, right? Now you have NFL teams who are able to not have to take a, a train or a back road to come see certain certain kids play now, right? So, you know, that's that's huge. That's huge. So let's 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 get off into it, right? So last week, Jackson State, Alabama State. Mm -hmm. Now, first and foremost, Alabama State schedules Jackson State for their homecoming. Okay. And all week I'm seeing on social media 
you know, and I follow Dion. I follow, I follow Prime and mm -hmm. what he's doing at Jackson State. Very charismatic. State, which, is, which has been outstanding, mm -hmm. you know, and we talked about it before, just the attention that he's been able to to help garner for, for, for HBCUs Absolutely. And, and for the SWAC in particular. So essentially he's pissed off. Now look, who isn't upset and pissed off when you get scheduled for somebody else's homecoming? Because yeah. typically when yeah. you schedule somebody for their homecoming, uh, it's you, a team you gonna be, right? You gonna, right. You, gonna, you gonna wipe the floor with these people, right? And so Prime all week is talking mm -hmm. and saying all kinds of stuff, right? Game happens. Um, uh, uh, Jackson State, you know, controls the game from beginning to end, beats these guys. Well, actually, Alabama State had a good game plan because they actually took the lead initially. And, you know, it looked like they watched film, mm. as they should have. And, you know, they actually kind of controlled the game for the first quarter and a half. And obviously, you know, as a good coach would do, you make adjustments. And, you know, in the second half, you know, Jackson State – Eventually, the hype, you know, from the crowd and everything else wore off, and you know, Jackson State ended up prevailing. So, and, and, and that's why the late great Kobe Bryant always says, you know, you don't you don't finish in the middle, you finish at the end. Mm -hmm. <laughs> after after a quarter and a half, game not over, not game all. not over, mission not complete. Uh, and so, Graham, Graham, uh, uh, Jackson State wins the game, mm -hmm. and then, you know, take us through. This handshake at the end of the game, like, what is that like? Like, okay, I know what it looks like and feels like in basketball, but football, it's, it's a different animal. What is that handshake like between from one coach to the other? You know, you see it on TV sometimes. Sometimes in basketball, it gets out of hand, right? We mm -hmm. know we seen what Jawan Howard did last oh, year. Yeah. He slapped the guy. Oh, yeah. Slapped the guy, right? <laughs> I mean, but, but take us through that, what that's like, particularly at home. For your homecoming, all your alumni are back in, in Alabama, and you take an L to Dion, who you know has been talking all week, mm -hmm. and is going to talk even more after this game is over. Absolutely. So building up to that point, right, I'm, I'm pretty sure some of you have seen a video of, you know, primetime. And granted, prime is very arrogant. His confidence is on 1,000, right? But he, do, he does what he always do. When he comes out, he goes around the field. He walks around, right? Alabama State players are calling them bitches and, you know what I'm saying, just disrespectful. He's not responding. You know, he got he got social media people following with the camera. So, yeah. I mean, you know, if a lot of people say, don't let my confidence mess with your insecurities, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, Prime is very arrogant. But you cannot take away what this man has done to, you know, done for HBCUs, right? So, you know, he doesn't go to the middle of the field. And, you know, like some coaches, all coaches don't do that. Mm. He didn't go to the middle of the field, you know, at the beginning of the game and talk to him and have, you know, a pre-talk or whatever. So at the end of the game, as always, in the South, you know, you got a big entourage. You got all the state troopers. You got everybody mm -hmm. coming up. Mm -hmm. So they went to shake hands, and that was done. Eddie Robb looked him in his eye. But then, you know, you see – you know, like us brothers do, we we cuff the hand and, you know, you try to reach in for the, the, the bro hug. hug is what they call it, right? <laughs> right. So E-Rob gives him the Heisman, right, yep. and sticks his hand in his chest and was like, you know, so, you know, prime, ego, all that other stuff. I'm on national attention. I'm, I'm prime time, baby. You know, he takes his hand and knocks it away, right? Mm -hmm. So everybody looking like what's going on. But E-Rob gone. He don't have no rebuttal. He don't say nothing. He just going about his business. Naturally, social media, everything, you know, this mm -hmm. clicks, likes, 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 right? This is getting a whole lot of attention. 
So, you know, E-Rob goes out there, you know, he, he has this, his press conference and he talks about, which is funny to me because, and again, this is my opinion and everybody has this. You give him love on one hand, you talk about how good his son is and what he's done for HB, but we ain't boys. I'm not giving you no bro hug. You disrespected, no, you disrespected his team by scheduling for homecoming, right? Okay, you don't want to do the bro hug, that's fine. But it, would, in my opinion only, it's a better way to handle that than give him the stiff arm in his chest on national television. How do you expect to him to respond at that point, right? So now you got us black men, unfortunately, with testosterone and egos. Now everything is overinflated because we got a camera in our face. Now everything is going to escalate. So, you know, he said what he said. Primetime says what he swear to he ain't swag. I'm swag. You know, so, you know, we got another discussion. Like, you know. Well, let me say this. <clears throat> Obviously, I went into the swag, played in the swag, and so did you. And traditionally, coaches do meet at the 50-yard line. They do. Mm -hmm. They do meet at have a little pregame talk prior mm -hmm. to the game. Uh, I can remember last year, I might have been a year before last, when Deion got whooped, I think, by South Carolina State, that coach. And um, it was a real quick handshake. It was just like one of those, boom, I, 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 mm -hmm. I did what I had to do, I'm out. Mm -hmm. You know, I spanked you. You talking all this, mm -hmm. boom, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. But uh, to your point, uh, Dion has brought so much to the SWAC, to the HBCUs, period, mm -hmm. that uh, I think that it's kind of overshadowed the, the, just the tradition of two black men meeting in the middle of the okay. field. <clears throat> like Eddie Rob said, Chasm, mm -hmm. uh, Eddie uh, uh, Eddie Robinson, the great Eddie Robinson uh, at Grambling, and yeah, I I, I kind of feel some type of way about it. I think mm -hmm. I think he had a good point with it. Mm -hmm. I think he had a great point with it, uh, but I also can understand Prime's Prime's point. Mm -hmm. uh, but from a traditional standpoint, normally the both head coaches from uh, those story. Universities normally you do meet right. in the middle of the field after the game, before the game, but now or you can do the, the long, right? Uh, you know the long point. I got you. Uh, so it just looked bad because here we are in 2022, mm -hmm. and uh, our, our community, our brothers, our sisters, they seeing two black men, mm -hmm. uh, two successful black men. A lot of people don't know this guy Eddie Robinson. He played in the NFL too. Yeah. Yeah, I played 10 years. 10 years in NFL. It was a good pro. <laughs> mm -hmm. With no slouch about him. So this is what this is what Prime misses, you know, because if I have to go one way, then I also have to go the other way, right? Prime didn't get that, right? Because Prime has such an inflated ego, right? He doesn't – and I'm not saying that Prime was never a good teammate, but Prime is somewhat of a selfish individual as far as how he's able to open himself up to others, right? So – had he had some sort of tradition, then he would have known that he should be going to the middle of the field and having a conversation, right? That's a don't get me that is an old tradition, you know. It's a it's a tradition of men, you know what I'm saying? But unfortunately, and I'm not going to defend him, Prime is arrogant and he he doesn't understand it. I hope that he gets that, you know, a little bit later on, if, you know, if he continues to coach. But that's something that he missed, mm -hmm. right? You know coming up in, you know, in the ranks, coming from high school, and then bringing all his fame. You know, you can't take 
that fame away from him. No, it's can't. never going to go away. So you know, I, I I look at it in a in a. I mean, I got a different spin on it. Okay. I I don't think any of any neither one of these guys did anything wrong. Okay. This was the best thing that could have happened to the SWAC, to HBCUs. You know how many people are waiting for Jackson State and Alabama State next year? <laughs> if Prime Do you there. know? You know right. Well, if he well, there. Let's just assume he is. Okay. Right? Right. Oh, yeah. This is going to be one of the most anticipated matchups in the HBCU history. Absolutely. And it's going to be on Because of what happened, mm-hmm. right? Primetime talked all kinds of mess before that game. Mm-hmm. But how is it that he's any different than when he was a player? Absolutely. Than when he was a rapper? <laughs> than when he was on TV <laughs> as a personality? And now as a coach and a, really a, a, a social media celebrity, an influencer Absolutely. right now. This is the – and Eddie Robb did nothing wrong. Okay. He defended his program. He defended the legacy of his family, of his father. He defended the SWAT, and he said, I can't wait till next year mm-hmm. when we play Jackson State. I, I want that same right. energy. Mm-hmm. I want that same energy next – this is the best thing to happen. We talk about this all the time. Mm-hmm. We argue about why rivalries no longer exist. Okay. We talk about why guys don't say what they really mean as opposed to saying what's politically correct. Okay. Right? We do all this stuff in sports. I get it. It's not a great look that two black men were going at it like this, but they were both professional in their swag. Okay. They were both professional, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. In their confidence and their arrogance, okay. right? I mean, it's it's competition. Mm-hmm. It's competition. It's the same stuff that your coaches say to you before or after the game. It just happened to be with a camera in your face right. on, 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 on TV, and now it's being played out and played out. Mm-hmm. I want people to take a step back. These two men didn't lose anything by having that exchange. Okay. Nobody's yeah. going to jail. Right. I agree. Ain't nobody going to prison. Nobody assaulted anybody. They didn't lose anything. As a matter of fact, we gained a lot. Now people are paying attention to a league that nobody paid attention to before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. What more do you want? Absolutely. That's a great way of looking yeah, at it. That's a great point. That's, that's a great, great way. I think I think only my mm. only issue was, and and it's it's funny, is because you know, social media. You got so many different groups, like you got the bruh chat, right? All the 92s. So he's 90, he's that year. I don't care. I'm sad with him. Like, come on, let's, you know what I mean? And then you, you have so, social media jumped on it, which to your point is, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's great for HBCUs, it's right? absolutely so fantastic. I just want it. people to, for the most part, just acknowledge what primetime has brought to HBCUs, right? Mm-hmm. Now you got Hugh Jackson coaching at Grambling, right? And even if it's not an immediate impact, but then you got, uh, what's the Heisman they played for that sorry ass school in Ohio? That's coaching <laughs> at, uh, Tennessee State. Eddie oh, George. Eddie, Eddie George. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The for uh, us. Yeah. yeah. Don't forget him. about that. Uh, you know, he's 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 not going to see immediate rewards, but just just look at the 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 you know the 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 ball, you know, the it's just steamrolling. So it's in it's and. I just can't wait to see what everything's going to look like in five to ten years. I'm excited. So, so I'm look, excited. We, we we may not have to wait until until Jackson State versus Alabama State because now, now it's recruiting season. That, yeah. yeah, I was just about to right? say that. Right? Alabama State, 
Jackson State probably going after the same kids. Mm -hmm. Now it's who do you choose, mm -hmm. right? Where you want to go? Because mm -hmm. now there's there there's this rivalry brewing mm -hmm. with Alabama State, and I hope that Dion doesn't go to a Power Five conference. I hope that Eddie Robb Jr. stays at Alabama State. I think I as long hope, as his son is there, he's not going. Well, yeah, this is what I, I think. His 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 way out would be to say they didn't appreciate it. So when Auburn, who might offer him six seven million dollars a year on a five year deal, four year deal, say we want you to be our head coach, mm -hmm. he's gonna say okay, I'm gonna take that. So you think you think other SWAT coaches or the SWAT conference as a whole or HBCUs don't appreciate Prime? No, I'm not saying that as a whole. I'm just saying that when you get if we, like you just said, is more positive than negative, but the negative, Prime can use that and say, you know what? I came here. I won a couple of championships here mm -hmm. at Jackson State. I did all I could done. I did all I could do. And five, six million dollars, that's just the going rate for Prime. Well, if he, if he uses that, then he was already gone right. before you know, this happened. Right. If he uses that, then he's already well, gone. And he might be. I think he knows, and he has said, you know, my impact on College football at HBCUs is you, you can't pay me for that. Right. Like you can't, we Absolutely. can't pay that. Nobody can pay Prime for what he has meant to HBCUs, SWAT Conference, and Jackson State as a whole. There's mm -hmm. not a check mm -hmm. that you can pay him. Right? Alumni don't have that much money. At this Jackson is a State. bigger cause, I think, for Prime than a check that Auburn can give him or a check that Ole Miss can, 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 can give him. Mm -hmm. I think he's in it for the – I hope he's in it for the long haul. I hope Eddie Robb Jr. is in it for the long haul. I hope there are more NFL caliber guys that come back and coach in HBCUs. We're seeing it in basketball um, um, at uh, at Jackson State. Uh, the guy uh, – uh, Mo Williams mm -hmm. at Jackson State now, right, uh, where, he, where he went to school. Um, so hopefully that trend continues. My question is, now that we're on this uh, on this topic of HBCUs, what is the difference between, you know, a kid who's a four-star, five-star, maybe even some three-stars, choosing a power five over an HBCU? Why aren't we getting, why aren't HBCUs getting better talent, top-tier talent? And I know I've heard, you know, we heard the story, you know, it's, it's the facilities, it's this, it's that. Mm -hmm. Um, but with NIL deals, with, you know, the the, the transfer portal mm. and guys being able to transfer into an HBCU from a Power 5 conference, why aren't we seeing more kids choose the HBCU route? Well, well you want to go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Well, let me, from first-hand knowledge with my son being recruited, he never was recruited by HBCU. That's one. HBCUs probably don't think they have a chance to get an inner-city kid that's a four-star or a five-star. Uh, Deion proved him wrong when he got the cornerback, uh, one of the top cornerbacks in the country uh, last year. So uh, I don't think the HBCUs think they have a chance, for one. You just mentioned the NIL. Uh, the money is going to be totally different Game at changing. Ohio State Game than it changing. is at Jackson State. Mm -hmm. uh, and kids already looking, I want to play in the NFL. Mm -hmm. You know, my, my son – had the opportunity to go to Ohio State, which was a pipeline. Michigan is a pipeline. Mm -hmm. And a lot of division, other Division I programs are pipelines. But 
when you're looking at, now, I'm going to be honest with you. When I came out of Southern uh, back in 1992, uh, prior to that, we had uh, Maurice Hurst, Gerald Perry, Aeneas Williams, Hall of Famer, Hall of Fame. Aeneas Hall of Fame. Williams. And I'll tell you a funny story about that. I think I shared with you before. Aeneas Williams came to Southern on a track scholarship. Okay. He was a track guy. You know, the guy ran 4-2-4-3 from New Orleans. He goes home and said, Dad, I'm going to try out for the football team. Guess what his dad told him? Good luck with that. <laughs> wow. Told a guy, good luck with that one. <laughs> he told his own son that. And here this guy got a gold jacket. Right. Gold jacket. Got a gold jacket. Wow. And we came into Southern together. Uh, so... Uh, yeah, man, guys just, you know, when you when you get recruited by the big boys, it's hard to look at HBCUs to say, you know, I, I want to go down here and I think I got an opportunity to play on the next level. Mm -hmm. But when you have a figurehead like a Deion Sanders who's been there, Game who's changed. got every Hall of Fame jacket you could have, college, pro, Florida State, all of that, uh, arguably probably the, the greatest corner who ever played the game, mm -hmm. if he would have recruited my son, yeah. Now that's a different conversation. Mm -hmm. So if 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 Prime shows up at the Web Residence, we six years ago, seven years ago, HBCU, and he shows up and says, "Look, this is this is what we got. It's Jackson State. This is what it is. We building something. I can promise you, you know, this young man he's gonna be a better young man when you get him back after being with me. We play the same position. I'm gonna teach him everything I know. Mm -hmm. I got a great coaching staff." Um, he ain't gonna have to want for nothing. Mm -hmm. But see, he also he, now he could have been at Jackson State. He I has, mean, you're talking about the greatest corner who ever played the game. My son played corner. But would it matter to your son? Now that's a question you would have to ask him. Well, see, but at 17, 18, well, I think he was 17 at the time. I mean, he he really really couldn't have made that decision on his own. On his own. But what's 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 Dion's bargaining, right? Like he comes to the table now. Initially, all he could just say is, I'm Dion. I know the position. I can offer your kids stuff. But now he says, now your son is going to be on television. Now you're going to have some exposure, right? Now you're going to have NFL coaches who are already starting to come to games and see, right? There's Everything is about exposure, 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 right? I went to Grounded State University where, you know, you have a we had a prehistoric office called the Wing T. I don't know if y'all yeah, familiar. Yeah, mm -hmm. Prehistoric, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 but yeah, yeah. out of out of there, you had uh, Doug Williams, Super Bowl, you know, mm -hmm. winning quarterback, right? You had Jake Reed Jake played Reed. for Minnesota for a long long time. Tony Jones. Uh, uh, you just you had a, a lot of you even got Hall of Famers that went there. So the cream always rises to the top, but your bargaining. Uh, when you come to the table, you need to say what type of exposure, because that's the difference between, you know, a Nick Saban, a Clemson, you know, as as opposed to now. Obviously, you know, Alabama still gonna have the big dollars. You can't you can't, you know, compete with that. But now I can say I can. You, we're gonna get you on television. Yeah. So people are gonna see you. I mean, we. Let, let, I mean, let's not let's not fool ourselves. I mean, typically, you know, in the in the nineties in the and, and years prior to the nineties. Guys who went to HBCUs, for the most part, mm -hmm. are guys who didn't have a whole lot of options Absolutely. when it comes to athletics. Absolutely. Right? So if you got offers from Ohio State, you got offers from Michigan, you got offers from you know uh, Toledo, Eastern Kentucky, wherever, you typically going to choose those schools because mm -hmm. those schools are more, more known, mm -hmm. particularly you know depending on what sport you're going to. But for guys who went to HBCUs, you know, a lot of people got there 
my high school principal, mm-hmm. my high school teacher, mm-hmm. my grandmama went to te- Tennessee State, mm-hmm. my granddaddy went to Alabama a and mm-hmm. You know, I got a mentor who was down there at Morehouse. He wanted to try to get me in. You know, my JV coach was at, you know, let, Johnson let, C. Smith. Let me he just, got a pipeline, a plug. Let, I ain't got no place else to go. Send him down let there. Let me just say this. You know, I was a D1 talent, right? I went to, what, what schools did I visit? Toledo, uh, Northern Illinois, UNLV, you know, some, some schools that are not big D1 schools. And you didn't right? go to Vegas? No. No, <laughs> I did not. And I'm going to tell you this. When I went to Tuskegee, like anybody that could tell you if that went to an HBCU, when you visit a historically black college or university, and I'm talking about on a Tuesday, there's a party out on the yard, right? Mm. I mean, I'm talking about you see beautiful, um, no disrespect to my wife, I love you, uh, but you see beautiful <laughs> women from all mm-hmm. over. Mm. And I'm mm. talking about everybody. I'm talking about people from other cities, other states. I'm yep. talking about some yep. of my best friends are from all over this country. And you see that love, and then when you see the Greeks on the yard, oh, my day. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, like, if you're not focused, if you don't think that you're going to the NFL, fuck Northern Illinois. Right, right, right. You understand right, right, what I'm right, saying? Right, like, right. oh right. my God. And then right. to play in the HBCU, my, granted, we didn't have a whole lot of money, but every place that we visited, like, the, the hospitality in the South is second to none. It is second to none. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we from Detroit where somebody, you know, look at you, you walking down the street, you, you know, they speak to you, you think they trying to rob you. Yeah. The yeah. very first day I got to Grambling, not just here, but Grambling, like I stayed off campus. The people around the corner was like, come on in here, I, I fixed the food. I was like, what? Mm. Come on, I'm talking about these people didn't know me, said come mm. down and have a seat. I was just like, this, this is beautiful. <laughs> This is, this is amazing. So, it's a show. It's, yeah. it's, it's different. It's, it's a show. Different. It's an experience. It's an experience. It is. It is. The four years I was down at Southern, man, I, you know, I wouldn't trade him in for, for nothing. I'm talking about basketball season. We had guys like Bobby Fields, Avery Johnson. I mean, we had the greatest show on the court. I mean, Ben Joe was the head coach, Hall of Famer. Uh, ben Joe, you know, we, we averaged a shot every four or five seconds. Mm. Yeah, we had, we led the nation in scoring. Who don't want to play two, like three that? Three years in a row. Who don't want to play Amy like Johnson that? Johnson averaged 14, 15 assists. TJ, TJ, assists. you listening, man? Who don't want to play like that? <laughs> two years in a row that he was there. Five seconds that we <laughs> right. gone, it can go up. Come on, man. Yeah. And then, like he mentioned, uh, the, the 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 caliber of the women. I mean, uh, light skin, green ass, dark skin, green ass. Uh, brown skin, blue. Or, I mean, you, you, you pick it, pick what you want. What color? Pick what you want. Uh, I ended up marrying one and had three kids. Hey, I married one and had two. Yeah, they, right, 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 right. So hey, yeah, 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 yeah. You pick your poison, but it's, it's all good. Yeah. So yeah. Listen, yeah. the 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 most anticipated matchup in HBCU history is going down next year. Uh, Jackson State, Alabama State. Hopefully, everybody's intact. Coaching staffs intact, mm-hmm. and maybe we maybe we broadcast live from 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 Jackson, Mississippi. Come on, Taylor, <laughs> make it happen, baby. But, make it happen. Right, right. We, I we get the sponsors. We got sponsors to do that. I promise you, a net, <laughs> some type of network is going to pick that game. Up. Oh, oh for yeah, sure. It's be on prime for time. sure. Money. Yeah, yeah. 
money. Sure. And don't be surprised this year that Grambling and Southern, which we always know the yeah. Bayou Classes always sell out, mm-hmm. but it might be a special flavor to it this year just because of uh, come on, Alabama y'all. State, we, come State, on, let's let's have know. a good show so, on this year. Yeah. Hey, we, man, we, we <laughs> lost to them punks last year. Oh, you got to you got to plead to your guys, oh, man. Plead to on. your guys, <laughs> man. Because you know, you... I, I give it to that that guy Southern. He he's done a great job. Because matter of fact, we got a new coach this when year. When he oh, it's, it's not the big guy anymore. Uh-uh, we got we got okay. Because he embarrassed Dion our first year. He left. Uh, his name was Odom. Okay. Yeah, he left. I think he went to Bethune. He left. Yeah, I think he yeah he left. Why would he? We got we hired the coach from. I can't remember. He, he left another team in the SWAC, and he came to Southern. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice, nice. And look, I mean, we talk about guys benefiting from, from you know, coaching and playing against prime. I mean, talk about some of the guys that have gotten NFL shots, right? Mm-hmm. Because Deion has forced the NFL to come and look at, mm-hmm. at, at now they're getting chances, right? Yeah, the kid get drafted last year. Got a kid get drafted, right? Yeah. It'll be more. There will be more. Mm-hmm. Um, Deion's son, quarterback. You know, they're talking about him being, you know, one of the better quarterbacks in college football right now. Right? And so what happens after a couple of years of him developing and getting better? I mean, Mm -hmm. who knows, you know, where he'll end up in the NFL draft. He's going to get a chance. He's going to get a shot. You know, and that's maybe, all you can ask for. And that's yeah. all you that's all you can ask for. So this has been a benefit for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we get out of here, our last segment is the three. One, three, three. segment. All right, so your first three. Give us the three best players from Grambling University. Woo! Of all time. Come in on, your man. opinion, in your opinion. Got to go with uh, Tracy Green, tight end. Uh, played at Kansas City and Pittsburgh. Caught a touchdown from um, from uh, Joe Montana, as a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. Shout out to my, my brother, Tracy. Uh, Doug Williams. Come on now. Come on. Can't forget about Doug Williams. Washington. Oh, shit, shit. My favorite team. <laughs> uh, we call the Commanders now. But, hey, uh, man, first, man, you uh, won a Super Bowl. First black quarterback. Yeah, Super absolutely. Bowl. Ain't you know? that Commanders hard to say? That's hard to say. Oh, yeah. my God, man. It's it's <laughs> And um, uh, what's the quarterback that came out in a – damn, I can't – that's sad. I can't remember his name. But he's a Hall of Famer, too, a quarterback. I want to say he played for the Rams. Joe uh, – is it Joe Washington? No, Joe uh, – well, You got to give Joe another. Gillum. No, well, Joe Gillen played for the Pittsburgh Steelers. You got to give but another one now. Okay, well, if I can't use him, let's go with Jake Reed. Come on. Yeah, Jake, Jake Reed was a good Jake Reed. Was great so many he NFL. He kind of got lost. So many, so many NFL Minnesota. prospects. Yeah, he had a good, he had a yeah. good career. Yeah, yeah but he was a speedster, though. Yeah, yeah, Jake Reed. He was more of a possession, to me, possession, because he played yeah. with uh with Randy and uh, Chris Carter in Minnesota for some years. Yeah, he was kind of like that third option, but he was solid. Three receivers there. So that's my three from Grambling. Okay, dig it, dig it. One thing um, that you learned from Eddie Robinson, senior. Oh, man. You know, I first met that man. You know, I always had my facial hair. Um, you know, first day I walked on in 94 and at practice, didn't, you know, only person out there, everybody looking at me like I'm crazy, right? And he was like, who was that man, the young man over there with that dirt on his face, right? So, <laughs> you know, I thought, to me, you know, coming from Detroit, you mean, we hard-headed, right? But just the instinct. What he instilled in us as young men, man, I, you cannot take away from that man. This this man taught us life lessons, right? I'm, I'm, this man loved us, man, loved us, right? He was 
He was you couldn't tell me nothing wrong about Eddie Rob other than the fact that he was an alpha, right? But <laughs> other than that, he was he was he couldn't next, help it. He, he was he help. was next to God himself. So yes. His son made up for it though. Yeah. You yeah. know that's not his son. No, you talking about the one for uh, Alabama, Alabama State? No, that's not. E. Rob Jr. was uh, he was our uh, offensive coordinator. Yeah, but that's oh, yeah. Not really. oh yeah, 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 yeah. E. Rob Jr. Yeah, E. Rob Jr. just passed away not too long. Yeah, too, yeah, 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 yeah. Dig it, dig it. So last, your last three, okay. last three. The three best things about going to a HBCU, oh, and you went man. to two. You've been to two. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> three best things. We ain't one. <laughs> um, yeah. So Greek Greek life. Uh, right. Unfortunately, you know, I wasn't able to, you know, participate uh, due to um, shout out to Gamma Gamma being suspended um, at a certain time. But the great life at HBCUs is next to none. Uh, the hospitality, the southern hospitality down south mm -hmm. um, is, is, un, is unlike no other. And then the friendships that you, you, you know, you foster. You know, and so like I say, I got people in California, Chicago, you know, you go home for Christmas or Thanksgiving. Some people are like, don't go home, come to Chicago, yeah, right? right about I that. mean, just yeah, people that yeah. you met that you have a friendship forever. You know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah. you just grand fam, shout out to grand fam. You know, it was just love, it's just love, man. I I I can't take anything away from it. So outstanding. Mm -hmm. All right, Rashawn Cherry. Sean Cherry. Been a great, great NBC, interview. Appreciate NBC you, gentlemen. You got Appreciate Tuskegee Grambling. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's been another episode of the Brown Cops Brush. You can catch us every Wednesday now. We done changed our date to Wednesday. Every a brand new episode every Wednesday. Still looking for sponsors for the show. So if you enjoy the Brown Cops Brush, hit us up on social media, Facebook, uh, Instagram. Uh, we'll soon have a Twitter account. Uh, real, really quickly. Hit us up if you want to. If you want to become a sponsor, uh, we we are selling segments uh, of the show uh, every Wednesday on all platforms that carry podcasts. All the platforms that you send your podcast. So we'll be on another great show. We'll get back with you next week. It has been another episode of the Brown Couch Bros. Brown Couch Bros. Three two one one two three O W T. As in the dog world, we're out.